Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Farm Papers Chicago. The Johnson Wax Program. everyone, the makers of Johnson's Wax offer you more madly magisical moments and merrily melodious music with Rico Martelli's orchestra, Hugh Studebaker, and Marion and Jim as those quaint quoters of quick quips, Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> Martelli and his men give us an old favorite to start off with, Alexander's Ragtime Band. Wrap it up, Rico. <laughs> that has been helpful to a great many women. Wax your pantry shelves and cupboards with genuine Johnson's Wax. See how much cleaner they stay, and notice that dishes never stick to the shelves after they've had a coat of Johnson's Wax. any particular persuasion for Fibber McGee to take a few days vacation from his efforts to find a job. He's enjoying his newfound leisure just visiting around. Here he is with Molly just entering the police station in the Wistful Vista Town Hall. McGee, I don't know why you should be always dropping in at the firehouse or the dog pound or the police station when you could be improving your mind at the public library. Why, just that'd be kind of selfish, Molly. That way, I'd only be improving my own mind. Visiting around like I do, I can improve other people's. <laughs> oh, yeah? You got a lot of brass buttoning on people like that. Oh, well, shucks. This is a police station. They don't mind brass buttons. There. Oh. How are you, Sergeant Clancy? Oh, pretty good, Fibber. Clancy, me eye. <laughs> Sit on hair, Mrs. McGee. Okay. How's business today, Sarge? 
Any nice murders I could give you a hand with? Well, we had kind of a crime wave this morning. Yeah. Heavenly days, a crime wave. Sure. Some guy was double parking in front of the bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we worked up a nice case against him, too. Yeah. Sure. Say, he won't get out of it for less than two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> nice going, Sarge. See, Molly? Didn't I tell you? Oh, we'd quiet, try... McGee. Here comes somebody. Oh, look, it's Mr. Wilcox. How do you do? May I see the manager? What do you mean, the manager? This is the police department. Police department? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it said polish department. Of course, I'm selling Johnson's flag. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Harpo. Why, hello there, Molly and Fibber. Say, officer, these people are good friends of mine. I want you to see that they get the best cells in the place. Oh, yeah? <laughs> We're just visiting, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, lay off the wisecracks, Harpo. Well, I just thought we'd have some fun. Well, further. Heavenly day, silly what? Why, where'd you get the dog, silly? Hi, ma'am. Hi, Miss McGee, Miss Wilcox. Hi, Miss Foley. Lay down at home. Hey, what's the idea, Watson? You told me you was going to bring me a bloodhound. What? But that's no bloodhound. Ain't it, boss? Then, then what is it? Well, for the heaven's sake, I don't know. <laughs> yes, it ain't nobody know that. Why, I thought it might be a bloodhound, boss. <laughs> Where'd you get the dog, Phil? He found me. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a show dog to me. What show? Uncle Tom's cabin. <laughs> Why do you call him Compass, silly? Well, sir, he go round and round and points in all directions. You never know where he is at. Stay <laughs> down here, Compass. <laughs> I was going to name him Descendant, ma'am, only I didn't. Descendant? Why Descendant? On account he got four paws, ma'am. <laughs> That's a joke, ma'am. Please, ma'am. <laughs> I jolly look something like a police dog I used to have once over in Scotland Yard. I jolly, she was a beauty. I called her Bobby. Bobby's a boy's name. That was okay, Molly. She was an English bull. <laughs> You get it, Molly? Bobby, English bull? Ain't funny, Miguel. Okay. Hey, I never knew you was a police officer, Fibber. Who, me? Oh, I shook you. Yeah. I was in Scotland Yard so long, I begun to talk with a Scots burr. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your specialty, Fibber? Fingerprints. Yeah. Shucks, I could have used a hound like yours in them days, so. Is he a good tracker? Yes, sir. He leave track every place, boss. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up your compass. Quit scratching yourself. Do you mean... He may be a compass to you, silly, but he seems to be a few points off as a bloodhound. Yeah, Fibber, we just got some new police equipment, and I was looking it over. Yeah. Tear gas bombs, handcuffs, straight jackets. You know, I never could understand why they put a crook in a straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Minds me of the time I invented the McGee Protector. It was an ordinary man's vest with 15 thicknesses of chicken wire wool through it. Chicken wire? Yep, chicken wire. I see. A bulletproof vest. <laughs> ain't funny, Molly. Look, see? They got this fingerprint stuff, all new. New ink pad and cards and stuff. Mm, well, look at that, will you? My jolly, that makes me kind of homesick for old Scotland Yard. Well, tell us, why did you leave the force, Fibber? I had apartment arches. What do you mean, apartment arches? Flat feet. <laughs> I don't think fingerprints are any good, myself. Why not? Well, me uncle had a partner who had squandered with all the company's money, and they never caught him. Didn't they have his fingerprints? Sure, they had his prints, but it did them no good. Why not? The company changed hands. Oh, <laughs> Pipe down there. Keep him quiet, Phil, or Clancy will kill him for double barking. Yes. Calling all police stations. Calling all police stations. Oh, there's a message coming in, Mr. Clancy. Listen. 
Memphis Minnie, alias Katie the Cliff, wanted for shoplifting. Last seen in the vicinity of Whitful Vista. Please detain and notify Chicago Police. That's all. Station PTPD. Katie the Cliff. Shoplifter, huh? Grant, she ain't around here or we ignore that team. Say, Sarge, what is this station, PPPD? Who poopy do, figuring it? <laughs> Better keep an eye out for her, Sarge. Say, whatever become old Mulligan? Mulligan, the harness bull? <laughs> oh, he's a private dick. No, <laughs> he quit the force for private work, eh? <laughs> Shucks, that's what I'd call going from bad to worse. <laughs> Well, uh, tell me, Sarge, what's that gadget over there on the table? This hair thing? Yes. Oh, this is what they call a lie detector. You wrap this thing around your arm like this. Here, yeah, here, tie it on me, huh? Sarge. Oh, I never did believe in these things. <laughs> Why should you? With you, it's an eye for a lie and a tooth for the truth. <laughs> let McGee take a few whacks at it. Yes. Oh, and speaking of wax, let me tell you about Johnson. Hi, Paul. Let it quit that stuff, will you? You'll get a chance to do some advertising later on. That's a promise. <laughs> Go on, Mr. Clancy. Try the lie detector on McGee. Okay. Well, you're just taking... Quiet here, Countess. That dog ought to be in Trenton, New Jersey. Why Trenton, Molly? Well, he could sing the Barker role from the jails of Hoffman. Oh. <laughs> Ma'am, yes, they say that this here compass dog used to belong to them three Sopwell sisters, ma'am. Well, they... I don't blame him for getting rid of him. Yes, ma'am. They say he was barking up the wrong tree, old man. That's not a joke, please, man. <laughs> Come on, Sarge. Try that there lie detector on to me, Sarge. Okay. Now, look. Uh, roll up your sleeve. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Now, I'll wrap this thing around your bicep. But are your bicep. <laughs> oh, Don't wear them in the wintertime. I see. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then you, then you pump it up like this. Oh, well, sure. It's just like taking his blood pressure, isn't it? Yeah. And every little beat of the heart registers on the graph here. Well, I always heard the police was full of it. Full of what? Grass. <laughs> that rather quit kibitzing. Will you go on, Sarge? Then you tell a lie, the needle jumps and makes a wider mark, see? Oh. Of course, on this hair machine, we got a fix so it rings a bell. Well, doesn't the suspect hear the bell ringing? Why, sure. That way he knows that we know he's lying, see? <laughs> what now? Give the wrong answer, Fibber. What's your name? Harpo Wilcox. Gee, wonderful. <laughs> hey, that's pretty cute, ain't it? <laughs> I jolly, I could have used one of them things when I was with the police in Pennsylvania. What's <laughs> you with the Pennsylvania police center? Yep, in Pottsville. Peacock McGee, they called me in them days. Oh, Peacock McGee, the peerless paragon and perfect pistol performer, the Pottsville, Pennsylvania platoon of pavement ponds and the plain clothes protected soul. <laughs> That dad read a bell off, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, then Vostis, Well, sir, that was way back in uh, 1894. Or no, uh, 96 it was. No, it was 97. But when it gets to 99, I'll take me profits and get out. <laughs> yes, sir, I was working up around Buffalo then. About the time they had that there dry spell. Terrible drought it was. Is that so? Yes, sir. <laughs> it was so dry that folks was suffering something terrible. The land was drying up. Folks was thirsty. There was no water power. Why, shucks, things was in a terrible shape. So they sent for me. Hold that bill, Clancy. <laughs> well, sir, I thought and I thought. And finally, I got an idea. Hang on to that bill. Oh, I forgot it. <laughs> I ordered every dad-dreaded citizen, man, woman, child, and dog, 
Compass, if y'all don't <laughs> shut up, you, 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 you... Steal what? Give me a noisy, ma'am. <laughs> well, go on, Fibber. You ordered all the citizens to do what? I ordered the town vaccinated. Evacuate him. That's what I said. Oh. I ordered everybody up onto a big hill outside of town where they could look down onto the burnt grass and the ruined parks and stuff. Then what was I do but I sneaked up behind them with a truckload of tear gas bombs. Bam, 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 bam. I let them have the tear gas. Well, sir... They started weeping and crying, and tears rolled down their faces onto the ground. Flowers sprung up. <laughs> Grass started to grow. And a terrific torrent of tears started coming down the hill and tearing into the valley. Where it made a canal 20 foot deep and 363 miles long. Hang on to that bell. And it's there yet. Well, that certainly was weird. Absolutely uncanny. Positively eerie. That's what we called it. The Erie Canal. Hey! Martelli and his men give us the broken record with Charles LeVere voicing the vocal. Caught on the broken half and kept playing and saying, My sweetheart, I kiss you, 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 I kiss you tonight. All at once I started to think of you, the things I'd wanted to say and do when we're dancing, romancing. The broken record played on and then. The broken record started again, my sweetheart. I love you, 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 I do. Oh, the tune sounds silly, I will agree. The words sound happy, but not to me. But there's no doubt it's the way I feel about you. My sweetheart, I love you, 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 I love you. Oh, the tune sounds silly, the words sound daffy, but there's no doubt it's the way I feel about you. Now, before we go back to the Wistful Vista Police Station, I'd like to say a few words. No matter how polite your guests may be, the moment they step into your house, they can't help noticing the condition of your floors and furniture. Now, if you're a regular user of Johnson's Wax, your house will always have a well-kept, shining appearance. Johnson's Wax gives a rich, mellow polish that stands up under the hardest wear and sheds dust and dirt. Why, actually, only half as much dust collects on a Johnson wax surface as on an unwaxed surface. 
Now, whereas cheap interior polishes leave a soft, beery coating that becomes a regular dirt catcher, Johnson's Wax forms a gleaming shield of protection against dirt, scratches, and wear. and Silly Watson are finding everything copacetic. Wait a minute, please. There's a message coming in on the police tape here. Listen, does it say anything more about Johnson's wife? That's hard for you, had you Now sit down for a while. Go right ahead and talk if you want to, Mr. Wilson. Oh, thanks, Molly. I'd finish. Uh, Miss Clancy, boss. What's the matter, Timmy? You all think you're going to be able to use compass, please, sir? What say, Phil? I say, can y'all use it, the little hound dog, please? <laughs> Heavenly uh, day, silly. I don't believe that dog could find an elephant in a telephone booth. I, I don't know, ma'am. I never tried him on that, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but if y'all don't want this, the little pup, boss, I'll Just check you, Is yeah. that trying to get this message? What does it say, Mr. Clancy? Somebody offering a reward not to bring Silly's dog back? No. Sullivan, Kanaski, Murphy, Swanson. Did he say Johnson? No, Swanson. Delaney, Barbacetti. What's here? Come here. Get it up. Listen, boys. I just got a message on the picture. Memphis Belly. And I just hated the clip. One of her shot lifting is hiding off there in the White House on the corner of 14 and Oak Street. See? Chicago police want us to arrest and detain her for questioning. Sullivan, you and Kanaski take her to your door. Jump on it. Swanson and O'Toole, East Vindus, hurry up. Fire Bassetti and Delaney, the rest in the Come on, Tibber. Uh, is she dangerous, Mr. Clancy? No, but she's gypsy. And we don't want her to slap her and slip away. Can I bring you still old hound dog, Miss Clancy, boss? We do real good on them little old lift choppers, boss. Okay, yeah. bring them along. Come on, Mrs. McGee. This will be interesting. Come on, Harlow. Heavenly days. Is Minnie a blonde or a brunette, Sarge? That red and Harpo, what difference does that make? Well, I like the pinch blonde, then. Ain't funny, Harpo. Come on, everybody. There's a skid car at the curb. Come on, Mr. Chubby. Come on, here, boy. You're going to be a real police dog now, boy. Come on. Give me this squad guy with Mr. McGee. 
Cat rat it, silly. Make that dog quit licking my face. Yes, sir. Don't do that, Gubbins. Are you comfortable there in the back seat, Mr. Wilcox? Yes, I'm all right, but do you have to go so fast? You bet you we do, Harp. Oh, this here's police business. Besides, what's your complaint? Oh, nothing. I was just Johnson around quite a bit. <laughs> you better get them brakes fixed, Sarge. <laughs> Keep that pup quiet, silly. Yes, sir. Will you keep quiet, Compass? <laughs> I think I'll stay out here, McGee. Well, sir, not me. No, sir. I'm going to be in at the pinch. We'll have to be careful now. She may have a pistol. Oh. <laughs> come to think of it, Molly, I, I better stay out here with you and see that you're all right. <laughs> oh, come on, Fibber. You and Molly and Harlow, go on in and talk to her. We don't want to get in bad on a false arrest job, you know. Me too, boss. You too what, Phil? Me go along with Compass, boss. The gal might get away, and if the little dog, he might follow her, boss. Okay, mm. go ahead, Sylviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviv
What was you doing last Sunday night at 7 o'clock? What are you doing tomorrow night about 8 o'clock, baby? Lay off, Well, I'm doing this. Are you Minnie the Moocher? Memphis Minnie, Molly. Alias Winnie the Pooh. Alias Katie the Clip. Alias... Well, Annie. alias, keep quiet a minute. Listen, I'm just a wife and girl, and I'm supporting a widowed mother. And... Oh, shucks, never mind that, Paul, they're all sis. We got the goods on you. You might as well confess. Oh, you want a confession? Yeah. You got a pencil, Molly? Take this down. Now then, what's your name, my girl? Rita Garbo, and I want to be alone, see? Oh, now, now, don't get smart. Where do you live, dearie? I live in San Francisco with my Aunt Nellie. But if you want to wait in the drawing room, I'll be home any minute. Oh, look, here comes the shadow. Here you are, boss. Got them report on the fingerprints, boss. Oh, that's fine. Uh, whose are they, Phil? Minnie's? No, sir. Whose, then? they yours, boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, what am I supposed to do? Shall we sail our boats in the bathtub or something? Or shall we swap recipes for fudge cake? Listen, sis. Don't call me sis. Oh, uh, may I suggest that if you confess, it will go much easier with you? If I thought you'd go any easier, buddy, I'd confess to burning wrong for the insurance. Mm -hmm. Heavenly days, McGee. The girl is a real hard-boiled egg. Listen, I'm so hard-boiled, I've been taking on 49 picnics. See, fat girl? Fat girl? Well, you wouldn't fit in the flute yourself. <laughs> Looks like we'd have to take her in, Harpo. Yeah. Hold that there dog, Phil, so she won't spring at us. Say, if he ever had a spring, it was never wound up. Give me the handcuffs, Molly. Here you are, Molly. Right, Pick out your hands, sis, and get into the handcuffs. Oh, yeah? Well, if you can't that comfortable, think you're going to take Memphis Minnie like a bag of laundry. Hey, oh. she turned out the lights. I can't see nothing. Turn them lights on. Something's moving over there, McGee. Hold on to it. Hold still, I tell you. Hey, Clancy, how'd you get in here? I heard all the noise. All right, Minnie. You might as well give up. I got her, Clancy. I got the handcuffs on her. Good sore, thanks. Have you got her, McGee? You betcha. We both got her. Now then, sis, get up and behave yourself. Turn the lights on, somebody. Oh. Well, I'll be... Uh, well, for the... Hey, you handcuffed me, Clancy. You're crazy. You handcuffed me. <laughs> We've handcuffed each other. Yeah, boss. <laughs> boss, look out the window. There goes Minnie with your little old swab car. Fingerprints are all very well in their place, but no woman cares to collect fingerprints on her woodwork. So let me suggest that you wax your door frames and all other painted surfaces with genuine Johnson's wax and be freed from the embarrassment of having dirty finger smudges clinging to your woodwork. Johnson's wax spreads an invisible shield of protection over woodwork, furniture, and floors, seals the pores and cracks against dirt and germs, and wards off scratches and stains. By the way, it's very economical to order Johnson's Wax in the larger sizes.
Tonight, we are happy to announce the winner, Enrico Marcelli's contest for amateur songwriters. So many beautiful songs were found among the 10,000 manuscripts submitted that the judges had a difficult time selecting the winner. Finally, it was unanimously decided that the prize should go to Charles A. Reber, 589 Celeron Street, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for his song entitled The Old Kitchen Clock. Mr. Reber, for the past seven years, has been employed as a full-time general utility man in Pittsburgh. A check for $100 will be sent to Mr. Reber from the sponsors of this program. Irving Berlin, Incorporated, will publish his song, and next Monday evening, Rico Martelli will play a special arrangement of The Old Kitchen Clock on this program. An article by Martelli of interest to all who entered this contest will appear in next Thursday's issue of Radio Guide. <laughs> Until we see you next Monday at this same time, I'd like to take just a second to extend our best wishes to the California Retail Hardware Association, now in session at Hotel Casa del Rey at Santa Cruz, California. This is that old policeman, Floor Tenant Waxy Wilcox of the Kitchen Police, who won't try to arrest your attention with a fancy sign-off tonight, being just a plain clothes man. Good night. <laughs> Broadcasting Company.